1: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
0: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win.
2: Welcome one and all to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host Terence Vorder and it's Albert and Sam and we're building you up to our trip to Turf Moor where Patrick Vieira's Flying Eagles are looking to put another three points on the board. Oh, international breaks suck. Heskiff, it's, it's such a joy to be back. I think even you could agree on that.
3: Yeah, because I hate international football more than I hate thinking about palace winning well it's
2: um a good job we don't have loads of international content on this podcast tonight (laughs) uh more of that when we get to it um albert you seem in a very
4: a very glum mood today no i'm not glum i'm just uh i was desperate to have a beer and i had to wait for you lot and now it's definitely too late to have this rather large beer
1: i'm thirsty (laughs) i want a beer what about you you want a beer
2: so, you, it, it seems to come out of a nice glass bottle there. It's unusual for you.
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's um, beers that sound like footballers. I've got a bottle of Angelo Peretti. <laughs> does sound like a footballer, to be fair. It does sound like a footballer. It's a premium lager. It's got four hops in it. I don't know how many you normally get in a
0: Heineken. <laughs> four whole
4: hops? Four hops. Mine's got
2: Three. What um, hops has it got? Let's have a hop off.
4: Ah, oh, for fuck's sake! Uh, barley, mm-hmm. malt. Hang on a minute, this is a lie. I can count. Th- I can count three and two of them say barley. Sure. Barley malt, barley and hops, mm. and then it says. And I, you think, oh, that's nice. Look, sort of this artisan. Say artisan, <laughs> slightly nicer Artisanal Italian beer. On the back it says brewed and bottled by Carlsberg. Imported by Carlsberg. Livid. There you go.
2: Mine's got citrus, centennial, and amarillo in it. Ah, okay. This might be up your street though, Heskiff. It's it's one of the ABC breweries that were bought back for me from the City game. It's called Alpha Pets. And it looks like it's got pictures of all the pets from people working the brewery because their names are in the background as well. And one of them is even says "R.I.P." next to it. But Ah. someone called that pet Ian.
3: (laughs) That's pretty good. There's a there's a dog uh, that goes to my dog's like daycare thing called Alan. Alan. He's, He's he's pretty good. We
2: had a hamster growing up called Keith. Very good. It's just something about giving animals human
4: names, which is quite amusing. Like my scout leader, who was called Jeff. He was an animal. <laughs> uh,
2: I'm, yeah, I'm not getting into what's been talked about in the press <laughs> this week. Uh, God, uh, I've got myself properly miserable with the last couple of weeks reading the news. Why did I start reading the news? The world's a grim place, man. Really, really grim. Um,
3: and I'm going to bloody Burnley.
2: Mm. Well,
3: even more grim.
2: And I'm sure you'll be drinking in the cricket club pre-match as well. Mm. Yeah. If Dr gets us there on time, <laughs> Dr gets you there on time. Indeed. Uh, right. It's a bit slightly old news, but it's been a couple of weeks because the international break. But fun with Brighton brawlers. We've got to <laughs> We can't talk about the Brighton brawlers. Um, Now, for anyone who didn't see this, who was living under a rock on social media for a a few days, um, a very prominent Brighton Twitter account called We Are Brighton tweeted, um, seen lots of people complaining about the atmosphere at the Amex. What can we do to improve it realistically? To which the response that got a lot of traction was, uh, (laughs) it starts with the club owners, management and people running the stadium. Allow a section to be rowdy and let them have banners or whatever. Maybe call them the Brighton Brawlers and then have them away fans within a safe proximity. <laughs> now, part of me has to thinks this must be a Palace fan posing <laughs> as a Brighton fan. Is so ridiculous. And then it goes on for them to say that all the words to the chants should be put up on the screen. It's like going into American territory here.
3: Yeah, I've been to I've been to a game at the Amex where they have Sussex by the sea uh, lyrics put on the mm. screen. I mean, that's bad enough. It's a terrible song, and they still need the words up to sing it.
2: Well, they I famously had that the, the lyrics on the clackers as well, didn't they? That must have been the playoff semi final. Yes. Yeah, they had it so everyone could read it. Um, so all the Chelsea and Arsenal fans in attendance knew what the <laughs> lyrics were,
3: and we know how well that day went. Don't we? we? Do
2: indeed. Tears literal tears
4: dripping down the the clapper. Um who who are they proposing they brawl with? <laughs> I don't know. Especially if one of the caveats is that the away fans are kept at a safe distance. Oh <laughs> uh,
2: cool Well I, I was actually when when I was in the box of wolves and I was next to the away fans, it did I, I was reminiscing a lot about the away fans being next to Blocks A B and C at a homestyle missed those days.
4: Did you throw a falafel at them?
2: <laughs> no, there was no falafel. As I told you, I, I, I had confit <laughs> mm. and duck 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 How a la orange. It? it was that. It,
4: are you did, gonna are you gonna give them credit where credit's due? Seeing as we, you know you were dubious and sceptical over.
2: Yeah, that's right. So that was the last. That's, that's a good point. Actually, I should I should touch on it. Um, it was good. It was much, much better. Um, they've changed it to a buffet style, which I imagined it was always meant to be. Um, but COVID at uh, the Arsenal game meant that they couldn't do it. But yeah, it was much, much better. The food was good. It was there, warm and on time. Um, the beers were flowing. Uh, actually had a few Wolves fans in there as well, which made for some some good laughs. They uh, They took it in all good spirit. We had Darren Ambrose before the game. We had Alan Smith after the game. So yeah, it was much much better experience and for a once every few seasons with like i don't know a loved one or um a few family members or something it might be worth doing Uh, but you know i won't give it i won't give up my seat in the homesdale for it that's for sure
4: i'm not sure i love anybody enough to put them through that
2: (laughs) yeah i don't i can't remember how much it was though like we paid for it so long ago and because we were seeing it as a one-off
4: the only time I've had to do something like that was uh, we had tickets for the director. My my dad had tickets for the director's box. Mm. I can't, it, I think it was when we were in the premier league, the first, the the Simon Jordan time. And it was all a bit last minute. And I got to the ground and my dad was like, Oh, you need shoes. So like you can't be bowling in, in your, in your, tra- in your trainers. And I don't know if you notice when you walk back down towards Thornton Heath, you go past the tasty jerk. When you get to the mini roundabout to turn right up the high street, there's a shoe shop there. It's, it's a the shoe zone, isn't it? Isn't it? No, no, no. It's right on the mini roundabout. Shoe zone's on the high right, street. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's like you, you go you go left, east, and right. Now, some people might know where this is going, but I went into the shoe shop and it was like, you've got to buy a pair of shoes. And it was like, really, you know, we were running late and it was like, oh, my God. Uh, okay, well, I, I don't want to, like, oh, anything cheap. <clears throat> I think the cheapest pair of shoes was like 50 quid. So it was like, oh, get a pair of brogues or something. At least I could wear them for funerals, or whatever. And like, yeah, just give us that, Just give us those in a size ten, please, sort of thing. Rushed them through, shoved them in a box. I don't know what I don't know what I did with my trainers, but put these shoes on outside and did them up, and then became became apparent that they were like really wide <laughs> and weren't staying on my feet, and we were in a hurry running to the ground. And then it was like, what the fuck are these fucking shoes? And then if you actually look, if you're not in a hurry, the shoe shop is an extra wide, it's a specialist extra wide fitting <laughs> shoe shop. You walked you walk so in, I'm, I'm they like,
2: took one look at you when he's got wide feet. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a specialist shop that specialises in wide shoes. So I was like, not fucking not running down the homes. I was like fucking running down the I Road in scuba shoes. And um, I've still got them somewhere, but never one since. Completely unsuitable. Or oh, they're like square, almost as wide as they are long. I've got. I've got to look this up now. I've, I've... Yeah, you look at it. It's, I can't remember what the shop's called. Fair. Listen, the service is very good. I'm not knocking the shop, but it only sells extra wide fitting shoes. So if you do get caught out and you need a spare of shoes to get into sellers, I would go for, a bit further up the road into Shoe Zone on the high street. <laughs> um save more shoes
2: yeah that yeah that's a little that's a little tiny one on white on the yeah Yeah. Yeah.
4: niche very niche
2: (laughs) there's there's one review on the internet of this shop and
4: they've given it it
2: eight out of ten it's gary from bermondsey (laughs) a good place to go for wide fitting shoes
4: (laughs) yeah Pretty much. That's all it need needs to say. That's <laughs> what it says on the tin.
2: Um, nearest alternatives are shoe zone, uh, Franco, Franco yeah. shoes, and kiss my shoes.
3: <laughs> even, that's not even a pun, is it?
2: These are all with you know, Sellers Road, um, High Street, Thornton Heath, and London Road, Thornton Heath.
4: If only I'd known about Kiss My Shoes. <laughs> um, no reviews on Kiss My Shoes,
2: unfortunately. Um,
4: no. Well, next time I'm caught short for a, a pair of shoes, I'll I'll go there. And
2: um, also no reviews on Shoe Zone as well. It's just Gary from Bermondsey. He's the only one who's bothered. So there you go. Um, tune in next week for <laughs> school uniform <laughs> shops in Thornave. <laughs> uh,
4: Whoa. Why? Oh, Because
2: it's the one you always see when you go on up towards a Tesco on the corner. And I'm always looking in, being like, oh, which school is my kids going
4: to go to? Oh, I see. Mm. Just be on the wimpy. <laughs> you know, that, talking to a rig- shop, not the school that your kids are going to go to. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a good segue into like a Venn diagram of what we're talking about, reviews online and Wimpy, <laughs> where I went to a mate's birthday and got really pissed and at some point took Vanessa's phone and wrote a review of Wimpy, Streatham's Wimpy, because Wimpy's is brilliant, obviously. Completely forgot about it. And periodically, this is like five, six years ago, periodically she'll get emails to a to a Gmail address saying, 50 people found your review useful. Boring. Oh, sorry. Well, it wasn't boring. I it was. Capital letters, and it just said "Wimpy Boys," and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, hang on, are you Gary from Bermondsey? Listen, a wide foot needs a wide shoe. All right, I need people to know. Eight out of ten.
2: <laughs> I can't. Unfortunately, I can't find your Wimpy review. I was... Oh, they take no. It down. Just it's just difficult to find. tis all. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've gone so past the Brighton Brawlers now. We can't even go back to it. We'll just we'll let we'll, we'll let you deal with it yourselves. Just could you imagine some of the lyrics to the Palace songs on the big screen above above the White Horse? I don't think they could go on there. We still won't get that Edward one right. I'll tell you that much. Uh, Heskiff, as I mentioned to you pre-recording, <laughs> <laughs> I found you. I found your burner account.
3: Yeah, this is news to me. I'm interested to see where this goes. Now, this
2: isn't your Burner account. There is a Twitter account called At Other 14, The Other 14. And they posted up a stat of the most progressive yards carried from The Other 14. So this is teams that are not in the top six that are in the Premier League. So taking out your traditional top six, it looks at who's doing best. And in the game against Wolves, Number one and number two were Anderson and Gay, who most progressive yards carried 260 for Anderson, 240 for Gay. Now, bear in mind, we won 2-0 against Man City, and we just won two, followed it up with a 2-0 against Wolves. The tweet underneath is from a Palace fan that says, the trouble is, <laughs> all, all those pass- passes are either sideways or backwards. <laughs> now... Except from the fact that this is talking about yards carried with the football and the word progressive is included within the title. (laughs) Someone's come back to him and said, it literally says progressive in the title. That means going forward. And he just, yeah, just read that. Thanks.
4: (laughs) How how does he feel about (laughs) pressure?
2: Well, we've got to work our way through all these stats lists, to be honest. Um, I don't know, Heskey. how do you feel about pressures?
3: I don't like it. <laughs> Passive, that's what I like. Passive.
2: But um but again, it's just, you know, fundamentally shows again the, the psyche of our fans where it should be get it forward fast, quickly, long, like none of this none of this breaking through the lines from dribbling out from the back. How how dare you? How how dare you pass around the other team? Must have been some more pressure
4: in those wide fitting shoes. <laughs> <laughs> How many socks to fill up those shoes? I don't know, mate. I literally, I literally wore them for that afternoon, and then they lived in the boot of my car for about three years. And then when I got rid of that car, the extra wide shoes, I think, went in the bin. Oh. couldn't even give it to someone. I don't even, I don't know anyone with elephant feet.
2: Do you like sometimes? Um, my kid puts on either my shoes or or my wife's shoes and walks around in them. You could have just It was like that.
4: <laughs> Honestly, you should have. You know, my dad and my brother sprinting up White Horse Lane, White Horse Road, to get to the ground, and I'm like, wait, because they're, they're slipping off. <laughs> they're not staying. I'm trying to run with my toes like bent so they stay on. It was fucking.
2: It's a shame because if he was coming down the homes now you could have just sat in it and used it as a sled or something. <laughs> 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 oh dear, but. Uh... Someone who I imagine—no, I'm not even going to say—someone who imagine has got big feet because he's a boxer. Richard <laughs> Richard Rierpoor, who is the Palace boxer, uh, who's coming out to Glad all over and wearing an Eagles on his short, um, shorts. He is boxing for a title this week on Saturday, free to view on Sky Sports. So, um, if you want to get behind a Palace fan, um, watch that on, don't stand on it, Saturday. You? I certainly don't. Um, he was at the he was at the Wolves game. He was in the fan zone. Um, uh taking pictures with people and signing autographs. I tweeted the club and said, Can you send him up to the Legends restaurant? But um apparently he hasn't <laughs> hasn't reached that status yet because he didn't come up or or, or he saw the swing and said, I'm not going and talking to him. I don't know. I have wrong. Didn't have the right didn't have the right shoes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um talking of contacts on the club actually I've been I've been contacted by the club. Um uh oh not this other uh, says um I don't, I don't know I don't know how much of this I can say but but basically I've been invited in in a couple of weeks to talk to um representatives of an organization as well as senior figures from the club um, about some stuff that they're kind of being a bit vague about at the moment but I think they're going into part we we, we hear you've got we hear you've got some comments on the country
1: <laughs> it yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah it's gonna be um yeah no, so I, I guess they it looks like they're going into partnership with a company, and it's something to do with fans, and they want to get fans involved. Prom, what did they say up here? They said, as a valued supporter and key figure in Red and Blue Army, I mean, could be it couldn't be any more key. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if you weren't key, you'd be.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, so I'll let you know how that goes when I go in. It's on. I'll, I'll be in on the twenty fourth of November, so
4: I'll I'll let you know what they say. I'll put I'll put I'll put will in my diary. Yeah, be
2: in me. Yeah. All right. Cool.
4: Right. International makes a change from name dropping the BBC, <clears throat> doesn't it? Let's give.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't write an article this week. It's international break. They were not getting one out of me. Don't don't count. And I just couldn't write about Conor Gallagher again. Like it just. That's the, I'll be like Stan, um, the Eminem song, if I keep writing about Conor Gallagher. <laughs> uh, Conor, I called you, but you still ain't called. I wrote you, you still ain't in. Um It's been the international break, as we know. Some heavy Palace involvement in the in the home setup, which is unusual. Heski um, four players starting in the England under-18s from the Palace side, I mean hot on the hills of the Academy being finished, this is it's already starting to show show some really promising signs.
3: Yeah, I think this is exactly what Parish would have wanted to have happened in such a quick such a quick time, you know, from having the England manager opening the new Academy to Palace sort of filling up all the age age groups in the next England squad, you know. Um, but it's great that the eighteens are really good. You know, it's a group of players that have been good in their age group for a few years now, I think. So it's not a surprise in terms of their talent, but it's a surprise in terms of the fact that they play for Palace and are getting recognised. So,
2: yeah, it's great. Hopefully it continues for for a lot more of them. Yeah, and then also going up to under-21s level, but you had Gallagher and Gay in there. and I mean, arguably, both from both the Chelsea Academy and if we would have had our, our Academy 10 years ago, maybe they would have been in our Academy anyway and we would have been able to bring them through. But um, no, it's obviously resulted in a full call-up for Gallagher in the absolute transfer in San Marino, which is, I suppose, a good thing for him, but bad for us, maybe?
4: Yeah, I mean... oh, well, I... go on, Heskif. No, I was just going to say, I, I turned on
3: because I don't watch international football, like I'll turn on when Gallagher's on. And then he hit the post, didn't he? Uh, would have, and I was thinking, like, I did think, is that a blessing? Nah, it would have been is disallowed anyway,
2: because we then scored shortly after and it was disallowed for a VAR decision that was just before Gallagher hit the post, so i wouldn't to count it anyway. So I'm, gl- I'm glad he missed. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean... Um, Albert, you can answer this time. I promise. I just rudely interrupted by the Frenchman. Um, <laughs> yeah, in in terms of our prospects of signing, him, if, if he starts making himself a regular in around round England setup, up I think that's final now as in our coffin, right?
4: Well, I mean, listen, he he started to sort of reemerge at Chelsea a little bit, but you know, we we said the same about Loftus Cheek, and I know sort of he went away mainly due to injury, but. You know, when he was back fit, he got shipped out to Fulham and didn't really do a great deal. But now he seems to be getting opportunities at Chelsea. Um I mean Chelsea's options in midfield uh are ridiculous. You know, and I know you know, with every year that goes by other players get older and you know, players like Gallagher might have a better chance of featuring for him. But I mean listen, it's just what it's what it's one Chelsea fan's opinion. But when when we got him on loan, I've got a mate that's just like lives and breathes Chelsea and knows all the players out on low, knows knows all their various squads and he was like he's not good Conor Gallagher's not good enough for Chelsea. He's not he's never gonna like nail down a place. Um and he seemed quite convinced. I mean he might be a change his tune now then now that he gets to see him actually play regular Premier League football and he's very impressive. Obviously we're all smitten with him. Um I think the I, you know what, I think the, the biggest sticking point now is is purely the asking price, you know. Ch- what did Chelsea want for Loftus Cheek when there was talk that we might go in for him? It's probably forty million, and you can and you can probably say that Conor Gallagher's already had more of an impact, you know, like a, an obvious impact. Loftus Cheek was great for the last sort of ten games, but Conor Gallagher's come in and instantly made a name for himself, got an England call up, and if he carries on the way he is, you know, you can start you can probably add like a quarter of a million pound every week to the asking price, so. But, yeah, I'd, I'd love it to happen. Um, it's whether we can make the numbers work. And, you know, he, he, he's he got to make a decision as well. He might not want to stay. He might want to go back to Chelsea and, and, and push to play in a, a team that challenges for Champions League.
2: Well, I mean, he's a boyhood Chelsea fan, grew up, and his dream is to play for Chelsea. I mean, technically, he has. So, <laughs> Maybe but I don't... I don't know, mate. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think for him, he's going to... Uh, He's gonna want to push himself and try and get into the Chelsea setup. He's gonna back himself and believe he can do that. But hopefully, we get another loan season out out of it next season. Uh, But there's a lot. You know, a year and a half, a long time in football. Anything can happen. You know, you you never know.
4: about three Chelsea managers can happen in about a year and a half. Yeah.
2: So. Well, so, I mean, they could go and sign anyone as well, right? So if they decide that, you know, if someone becomes available, all of a sudden they decide they're going to go and get him and it completely blocks his pathway, then you never know. It might not make sense. And then Chelsea sell him to us with a first refusal because then they can just get him back whenever they want at that point, you know. So that's mm-hmm. sort of the only way I can see it happening is that they bend us over a barrel. and we basically get a really terrible deal out of it, giving them a lot of money and giving them first option to sign him back. But um, I think Palace fans will take it at this point in time. Uh, But I say, it's still a long way to go in the season. Um, But, I mean, he's some player. He He stepped onto the field for England the other night and looked like he'd been playing there for years with everyone. It was quite quite a sight to see. not not in terms of the opposition they were playing against but just the way that you know he moved around the pitch he completely looked like he belonged so very very impressive from him um, <clears throat> Gay scored for the under 21s in a defeat he came off the bench I mean that team was obviously heavily changed because um, that lost Smith Rowe that lost Gallagher to the first team and this was only a friendly, but he scored a goal, so that's gotta be good for his confidence. And Heskiv Southgate has talked about between now and the next international break, he's gonna be having an increased focus on gay, Gallagher, and Tyrick Mitchell, who's not represented England at any level. So um the, the Academy the Academy really rubbed off him in there and that it's like he's even gonna start looking at Tyrick.
3: Yeah, I mean with with gay uh, you know, I see Tyrone Mings in the England squad and I'm told by, by back of the Nestor uh, Chris Clark that he was he was good last year for England. Maybe that's true, but I think is a better player and I think Gay should be in the squad ahead of him. Uh maybe if there was a place for stamping on people's heads, then yeah, get get Mings in the squad. But as a player I think Gay I think he's quality and I think he'll he'll certainly be in the England squad in, in, in years to come. Uh, It's good to hear Turret being talked about as well I mean I didn't sort of didn't really consider him as being an England squad player just because he's not really talked about that much he's not you know he's not a a guy the media seem to love but it's really good that Southgate's mentioned him I think the PR sort of stunt of getting him to open the academy is great anyway but if it rubs off on getting Mitchell more, more eyes and
1: that's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
0: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus. serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Season. Yeah, um... Quite, it just went through that period where he just got better and better with every game. Um, really taken to what Vieira's trying to do, and yeah, really impressive season so far for him. Um, I think Man United are going to be looking for new fullbacks soon. Another fifty-five million, <laughs> fifty-five million would do, I reckon. Um, you know, we'll, and we'll take Aaron Wamba back at the exchange for like two point five million or whatever. Albert,
4: oh, I don't know. Have you seen him play recently? <laughs>
2: Yeah, but uh, you wouldn't take him back? I mean, he, he just... He, he knows he's got the, basically the entire fan base against him. Um, it's all gone to shit there anyway.
4: Uh, I mean, you're... Yeah, of cool, course. Cool. I mean, not not if it's going to cost us 50 million quid, but yeah, listen, on paper, would I want Aaron wan back in a palace shirt? Uh, yeah. Yes. Good. Um, let's hope it ends up another Zaha
2: situation where... You have him back for 2.5 with a few million and add-ons
4: and a sell-on clause. We'll take it.
3: He can be he can be back up for Wardy. He can
4: be back up for Wardy. He's, he's, he's still not been ever... Has he still called up? not called up for England yet? Ward? Ever? No, Wamp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an outrage. No, second um, never... No, he never got... Not even not even been in a squad? No. no. Come home, come home, Aaron. Yeah,
2: I think he qualifies at uh, the Congo as well, doesn't he? Who are in the, uh, they have an opportunity to qualify for the World Cup. I think they're into the playoff stages of it. So, um, never know. Maybe he'll just decide. Because what, which, you look, look at right back for England, there's Carl Walker, there's Trent Alexander Arnold, and there's Reese James. And in the in the style of football England are playing, where does where does Wan-Bissaka get into that? I mean, I don't think he's as bad going forward as a lot of Man United fans like to make out, but he's not Alexander Arnold or Reese James. And I I genuinely think Reese James will become one of the best right backs in the world because he just has every single attribute. He's basically the only right back I've ever seen Wilf get nothing out of everyone else at some point. In some time he's dominated them and had a really good game against them, but every time he comes up against Reese James, he just gets nothing. So that I think that tells you a lot about how good he is. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you see um Aaron end up opting taking that option. Um forgive me it's, it's not the Congo. it's just ringing a bell in my mind for some reason. But um uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna i to check it for um Aaron Wambasaka. Does he <laughs> DR Congo. Yeah, he does. Okay, good.
4: And that's that's, that's why you're invited to meet (laughs) VIPs
2: at Sellers. (laughs) VIPs at Sellers. Um, I doubt they're going to be VIPs, to be honest. But um, there you go. Yeah, so he represented DR Congo at under-20 level in 2015. Uh, since then, he's played twice at under t- England under twenties and three times for the under twenty ones, but never the senior squad. Yeah. And are you,
4: Harry Maguire, though. Oh. Well, and you- when
2: you are having to play in a defence that's got him in at the moment, now you, um, you had another reasonably successful tweet, didn't you, Albert, <laughs> with Harry Maguire on it?
4: Yeah, didn't even watch the game <laughs> just 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 saw the pictures, saw the the pictures and the footage, and thought. I love that. Yeah. Harry Maguire. Best thing about that is that he's, he's you know, it's a, r- a relatively decent header against a relatively poor opposition. And f- I can't think which way round it is. First, he cups his ears as if to say, What's that you're saying? Like, up yours. And then, about second, hand, he puts his fingers in his ears, which is the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's that? What you're saying? What you said?
2: No, I'm not listening. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, come on! It's Harry Maguire. Uh, do you want to? You've done it. You've... Do you want to share your tweet, or do you feel like it needs the visual and people need to go and have a look?
4: I think by the fact that it's a, by it's very nature. I mean, do I have to describe the photo? No, go, or? go
2: at Malbert K on Twitter and uh, have a look.
4: You yeah. can't miss it. It's, <laughs> but it's you Harry be, Maguire's you... big big head <laughs> just on the on the feed. Uh, you could be the two hundred and sixth person to like it if you go and look at it right now mm. uh, if it, if it if it gets to if it gets to 300 likes I'll go live, I'll go live. <laughs> you set up a you
2: can set up what can you set up on Twitter now like a ah oh, you can do something you can not a shop um I don't know there's this new function on Twitter a space or something like that you can set up where I think people can come and talk to you or something
4: is it like a cameo video, like my one from General Lee. <laughs> no, I think like
2: you can invite your fans to come and like watch, like have a live interactive session with you.
3: Get D- get Dr on there and have Albert as a guest. <laughs> that'll that'll get the people coming in. <laughs>
2: um. Anyway, <laughs> talking of big heads, Christian Benteke goal and assist during the international break. Um, against Estonia, had a really, really good game in that one. Could have had a hat trick, like very, very unlucky, um, hitting hit the woodwork again. Um, it seems to be his favourite pastime this season. Brilliant header. Um, think, think Everton away when he curled that header in. Basic, basically oh. recreated that except he just hit the post and came back out. Um, looking, looking really, really sharp. Good for him. Well, we had Zaha's had his birthday since we were last on. What's that make him now? Twenty nine, mm-hmm. mad, isn't it? How is it hows wilfrey Zaha twenty nine already? We're getting old, boys. yeah We are getting old. Before his birthday, he will not, unfortunately, be getting World Cup spot because Ivory Coast lost to Cameroon in Wolf's absence. give uh, Zaha. There was rumours that he does, not he said he didn't want to play for Ivory Coast anymore. He's come out and kind of squashed those and said that he does still want to be involved. It was just. He was a bit homesick for this one, but talk about pick the worst international break to give a miss when it's integral for your country qualifying for the World Cup.
3: Yeah, he's might not have a choice about whether he plays from anymore now. Mm. Well, poor old wolf Uh I mean sorry, right, I don't mind. I don't mind him not going. But yeah, it's a bit a bit of a gutter if it turns out he does want to still play for the Ivory Coast, like he says, and now they're not actually going to the World Cup,
2: mm. and then sadly, um, Jordan Ayew ended up <laughs> trending on Twitter whilst playing for Ghana for all of the wrong reasons, uh, for basically missing sitter after sitter. Uh, I think if, if you factor in his Ghana, Ghana ap- appearances with his Palace ones, he's like one one goal in seventy or something. It's it's really bad, really really bad. Was that for? Was that for Garnet for, for, for Palace? Palace. <laughs> so that uh, was it his. What was his last? His last goal was Leeds, I think, in that four-one.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Jesus. Yep. Yep. And again, you know, like f- I think Palace fans again, you could realize, you know, the, the, the performance he put in at Man City. We all, <laughs> we always, re- we all realized that he's got a role to play at the club this season for sure. But he needs a goal. He desperately, desperately needs a goal. Someone who doesn't need goals at the moment is Sion Spence at Bristol Rovers on loan from from the Palace Youth team. <coughs> now, what a game this was. FA Cup first round. League 2 Bristol Rovers playing League 1 Oxford United at the Memorial Stadium, which is the home of Bristol Rovers. Uh, Rovers take the lead. Oxford equalise, goes to extra time. And in the first three minutes of extra time, Oxford go bang, bang to make it 3-1. And then (laughs) all in the second half of extra time, Sion Spence makes it 3-2 in the 110th minute. 114th minute, they equalise with an absolute stonker from the edge of the box. And then Sion Spence in the 117th minute adds a second to make it four threes of Bristol Rovers and advances them to the second round. Heskiff, for a young player to be out on loan like this and to grab two goals in such a, you know, crazy, crazy game, which will be remembered forever by Bristol Rovers fans as this is a successful loan period for him.
3: Yeah, it's good to see one of our players out on loan actually doing well because um, 'cause we've had a few have gone in, in the recent couple of years and haven't either haven't played and come back or not really pulled up any trees. But yeah, I think to, to go to go out on loan and score twice to put you through against a, a team in the league above in the cup is great, mm-hmm. you know. And I think he looked good when I saw him play for the under twenty threes last year. And I thought maybe he could play slightly higher than Bristol Rovers, with all due respect to them. Uh, but I'm
2: really glad that he's he's gone there and he seems to be doing quite well. Mm. He's already got one other injury time winner this this season, uh, way at Walsall, I think it was. Uh, and, and, again, they equalised in the 89th minute and then Spence scored the winner deep into injury time. So, impressive from him and even more, even more impressive as well for this game last night for the Rovers fans. we got two ex-Rovers players scored against them for Oxford as well, so... <laughs> Uh, it's it's a night that I'll absolutely remember. So good on good on, on Spence and well done. Right. I suppose we should move into talking a little bit about Burnley.
1: When people
0: now ask me if I like football, I say yes. I do like football, but not Burnley. Burnley can fuck off. Which
2: is a bit which is a bit unfair on Burnley. I actually. actually quite like Burnley away. Not Burnley. But Burnley Away I like. Now, there is a rumour going around that James McArthur is out injured for three months. Albert, how big of a miss is this, if, if it's true?
4: Uh, big miss, because obviously he's been integral in our run of form and he is the peak, you know, all... all all bar scoring goals like when, he had, when he had that little purple patch a few seasons ago all bar goals he is like peak james mcarthur at the moment um just doing everything everything that he's so good at you know going forward defending a little bit of sort of shit housing and you know has really sort of grown into well, a the captain's armband basically you know, he's grown into that well, yeah exactly yeah exactly Exactly, he's grown into a real a real leader of the team. Not not that he's ever been a wallflower or anything like that, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's just like you know he's dragging that team forward and and you know really leading by example. Um, and you know potentially unfair in in a way that someone like Luca hasn't done really. You know, does it in a slightly different style. Um, but Macarthur's just been amazing. And if he's out for three months, then yes, instant reaction to that is shit. That's bad. However, if if the other rumours are true and Eze is closer than we all first feared, then I'm not saying it's a good thing that Macarthur's out, but it certainly becomes more palatable if Eze magically appears in the starting lineup. I don't know necessarily how that how that works in terms of balance. Obviously, Macarthur does a lot of the dirty work, and and Eze's not really there to do that. You know, I know Roy tried to turn him into a defensive winger for like his first like five games. Um, but yeah, listen. If if MacArthur's out, it's gutting. But if Eze's back, it kind of it puts a spoonful of sugar into the medicine.
2: Yeah,
3: I, I think another player that hopefully is is back from a short short time out, and not that he's ever really played, is Will Hughes because um, apparently he was not on the bench the other week because he had a slight back strain or something. But he's he's the sort of player that I would see getting in the team for Jimmy if Jimmy's injured. Um, I kind of thought he'd play a little bit further back, but I read somewhere, maybe on the Athletic, that Vieira sees Hughes as a player who's going to sort of compete for the roles that Gallagher and, and MacArthur has. So if that's the case and he's fit, I'd like to see him in. Um, especially, you know, if you play a team like Burnley who are, who are quite physical and you sort of need someone to get stuck in and be a bit of, a, bit of an arsehole to him, I think. Will Hughes is quite capable of doing that. So hopefully he'll he'll pop up soon. But I think Jimmy not playing for three months, if if that's true, is a massive blow because even if he hadn't played every game in those three months, he's such a big player for us that we, we're we definitely going to miss him.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, I suppose the other option is to get Eze in as well is to drop Gallagher a bit deeper. And he did for the first 15, 20 minutes he was on for England. He played... As the deepest line midfielder for England, and he looks right doing it. But I really think that takes something away from him. Like he's, you know, you want him higher up the field than that because the way he presses and dispossesses people is really, really good. So I think you want to keep him there. But um, I mean, these are great problems to have, right? With you know, Jeff Schlupp could probably go in there and play that position as well, and you've got. Hughes used to come in. Uh, you've got Milivojevic. You've got Rieder. If push comes to shove, um, although him trying to press in a Vieira S style, I'm not really
4: sure. I was going to say, I'll let I'll let you try and shove him.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, but there's I say great, great, great depth within the squad now. I think the only place where we don't perhaps have as much depth as we'd maybe like is centre back and Albert Anderson did leave international duty early, but it's not a serious injury and he should probably be all right. But, you know, you're not too fussed with Tompkins playing the odd game here and there, I'd imagine.
4: No, not at all. I mean, James Tompkins on his day is, you know, a fantastic centre-half. He's just a very different type of centre-half to Gahe and Anderson. You know, we we know that he's not... um, He's not going to be pinging the ball like, like, like Anderson's more than capable of, but you know, can 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 he come in and and put in a gritty performance at you know away at Burnley? Then, yeah, of course he can. You know, I'd be I'd be more concerned if we were away at Anfield or you know, I was going to say away at the Etihad, but we won there. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like Tom, Tompkins, if if fit, is more than capable of coming in and 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 doing a bit of a job. So um, you know, as long as Anderson's not out long term, which doesn't look to be the case. Then yeah, I mean, and and again, it wouldn't be my first choice, but you know, Kiate is always an option. Um, I don't know how how much he wants to, you know, again play that sort of that passing role. However, again, as a temporary fix, we've you know we've got we've got Mm. plugs for that hole. And again, you take Kiate out of the midfield, and you know, you you guys just said there's plenty of people that can come in and shuffle the midfield around. So it's nothing to worry about yet. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd be a lot... Yeah,
2: say it looks like the depth's great and the quality and depth is good. Right, a few stats before we get predictions. Burnley have failed to win 13 of the last 14 Premier League matches. True. Yeah. It is true. But weirdly, they've only lost one of their last six, um, including having a one-all draw with Chelsea just before the international break. Um, and obviously, Palace are unbeaten in six. Oh, so... In terms of team news for them, Aaron Lennon is out. I didn't even realise he was still there. <laughs> Dale Stevens is out as well, so at least that ex-Brighton player can't score against us. I don't think Ashley Barnes is getting anywhere near the 11 at the moment. I think it's more like Wood, Cornet. Um, who else they got there? Rodriguez and Vidra. So I think it's more sort of those are the ones we're playing in and around there at the moment. I swear Vidra's been around for about mm. 20 years. Yeah. Well, he was he had that cracking season. He actually got player of the season over Murray in the promotion season, didn't he?
3: Which was mm. a joke.
2: Yeah, absolute joke. <laughs> but uh there you go. <clears throat> uh so Heskiff, are we gonna make it seven games unbeaten?
3: Oh yes we are. Whoa! But- I think, I don't think we'll win. How
2: about
4: that? 1-1. One, one. No, but that's still good for you.
3: I, I'm, like It'll be interesting to see how we play against a team like um, like Burnley, if they are a lot more like Ariel, if we're going to be all right with that, or if they just sit and defend against us. It'll be interesting to see how we, we get through it. But, yeah, hopefully we'll... <laughs> I mean, I don't want to go all the way up there, as I have done in previous years into what is a pretty horrible place and then get mugged off by Burnley fans on the way round the stadium after they've beaten us. (laughs) Uh, But last last time I went, we won. And so I'm hopeful that we can get a decent result.
2: So Albert, the match forecast from whoscored.com is Crystal Palace will steal the ball from the opposition often. Crystal Palace will make a comeback if they go behind. But Burnley will control the game in the opposition's half. That sounds... To me, to be very, very unlikely. We will see. And Crystal Palace will score from a wing play situation. Is that enough to give you belief that we're going to win?
4: I don't know if it's because I've had a, you know, a mouthful of Angelo Peretti. Glad you said that, not Jeff. What an, Im- what an image. Uh, <laughs> um, oh. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I'm confident. I'm. Um, I'm not going to use the word smash, but I think we're going. I think we're going to do them.
3: <clears throat> Have you got the dice?
4: <laughs> no, don't need the dice. What's the score? The dice don't go. Let me get the dice.
2: He's just add them both together and say that to Neil.
4: Nine no yeah. Uh, I think I'm, I'm ignoring the dice. I think we're going to beat them three nil. Mm,
2: nice. I'm, I'm going to go for another two nil. Yeah, worked against walls. Go, go with it. I was say it served you yes, well. Let's go again. Right now, I before we finish after last week, <laughs> I left the beer blurb to the end deliberately. <laughs> so, Albert, Crystal Palace Burnley player someone who's played for both teams, beer blurb special. You've got a great option this week. I, I, I'm sure there's only one option. Do you want to guess, Heskiff, who it's going to be?
3: I was scrabbling for players other than this guy who's played for both teams, but I imagine it's everyone's favourite flappy goalkeeper.
2: <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be Glenn Little.
4: <laughs> Gordon Albert, who are you going for? You're both wrong, I'm afraid. You're both wrong, and you're going to have to work it out from the <laughs> title of the beer. I've, I've called the beer Grey Gooch. Oh. Any clues there? This won't hurt a bit, you'll say, as you buy a one of these and crack it open. However, one too many, and the only crack you'll be worried about is the one appearing in your tracky bums as you unadvisedly attempt to do the split.
2: So, a gabble cry played for Burnley.
4: Yes. Come on. Where's my invite to the club? All this, you're a super fan shit. I'm not a super fan.
3: I was going to make...
4: Well, we know that.
3: We know that now. See, that's ruined That's ruined. what I was going to say when you said it was Hennessy, and then I would say I did not see that coming. <laughs> and now I can't, because yeah. you've gone for Karai.
4: Yeah. Karai. Gab or Karai. Yeah. It was that or, or Adi, Adi by. Actually, so thinking about...
2: Um... That there's another keeper we had on loan from Burnley, wasn't there?
4: Nico Vassen. No, the... Oh, no, he was on a from Birmingham. Birmingham. He was Birmingham. Um, he was
2: like Greek or something,
4: yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, the was there was. Um, oh, why can't I think of his name? Um, oh came in and did a job as well i seem to remember who's who's
1: <laughs> i have just no me- i think. have no
2: memory of gabble memory of gabble Karaya playing for burnley that just completely caught.
4: yeah nick is it Nicolas Mikopoulos? yes <laughs> yeah it was yeah nicholas Mikopoulos, former great professional footballer yes a short period to, wasn't it an, wasn't he like an,
0: he's 51
4: I mean he looks 51 at a time
2: but yeah he played five games <laughs> five games on loan for us it in 2002 a, yeah
4: yeah wasn't it an it was an emergency wasn't it an emergency loan wasn't it like the the, the sort of
2: yeah because that would that have been around the time when we had what's chops in goal um the one who always got it Matt Clark had to retire early was that around that time mm-hmm. And so he, yeah. he was always injured.
3: Did Matt? Yeah. Clark, do you know what Matt Clark might have got injured or picked up the injury that he retired from away at Burnley?
2: God, it's not a good place to keep. You what's the Burnley keeper done himself in when we played him there a few years ago as well, and he was out for ages, and then never re-established himself back in that scene because Nick Pope came in, and then that was the end for. Oh, what? Well, yeah, Tom exactly. Heath.
4: And Joe, and they had Joe Hart there at the same time.
2: Just picking up a wage, <laughs> just did that for yeah. a few years at the end of his career. Oh, we we have waffled on at the end here, but there you go. It's a gabble cry. You've caught us all all unawares there, grey goop. Um, <laughs> I just there was just so many opportunities with spill relating to Hennessy.
4: Um, Hands up, who wants one on of On the on the
2: on the when we play Burnley at home, <laughs> That's
4: <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen, it's all got this is this is the thing I haven't thought about. Is I've got to, I've got to do it all do it all again for the return. Well, fixtures. What
2: you what you've got to remember is that when we play Walls away or Man City at home, Mark Kennedy is just there waiting, low hanging fruit <laughs> ready to be picked off. <laughs> <laughs> a, yeah, Albert's just that. shaking his head um anyway look thanks to everybody yeah. for listening to the pod this week um look out for the match reports on the weekend who knows it might be hambo he has moved into a new house this week so probably not come up with some reason why he can't do it i, don't know. <laughs> I will not tell you the action that albert is doing there did sound a little bit dry though might need to um
4: I just, no, I just had an itchy, itchy... That bit between my thumb and my first finger was just a bit itchy, that's all.
2: Oh, so you had to frantically um, rub it with yeah, the mate, index X-Men's finger X-Men's of your mate. other hand.
4: Yeah, eczema, mate. It's a yeah, killer.
2: Very in and out motion. <laughs> mm. it's, red, it's red red raw now. <laughs> anyway so look out on um, youtube.com forward slash back of the nest for palace focus and oh, there'll be probably an away fan on there at some point this week i think from twitter clarets uh, we've had them on a few times in the past so look out for all of that we will be back next week when we'll be building you up to aston villa look at that i know
4: who we're playing and then could also dump or Karai for that as well it's absolutely true might just, re- might, might just recycle that one
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that unacceptable he's off the list someone new um if there's any graphic designers out there that want to mock up some of these cans with some of these beer blurbs on hit us up we'll we'll pay you with some beers at games um, but yeah thanks for listening and we'll be back next week until then up the palace
0: It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.